What is up, everybody? Welcome into this Monday episode of Flippin' Bats. And man, oh man, is there a lot to talk about. Full all-star rosters have been released. We'll talk biggest surprises. We'll talk biggest snubs, which there were quite a few snubs. It's also the first Monday episode of the month, meaning we have team of the month, player of the month. We have a new and improved and updated top 10 Major League Baseball power rankings. And of course, overreaction Monday. A lot to talk about there as well. This one is jam-packed. Let's get to it. What is up, my friends? Happy Monday to everybody. It was 4th of July weekend, I guess, but technically 4th, not it's technically. It's 4th, 4th of July, of July is weekend. tomorrow. It's a long four-day weekend because yeah. 4th of July is tomorrow. I got my fireworks dress on. Or that, I do TV. like that. I Thank like you. that dress. It Thank is. I feel good about it. Uh, it was a big, big weekend. Not because of 4th of July, not because of the fireworks, but Alex... It was Bobby Bonilla Day over I, the weekend. I love Bobby Bonilla. Bobby Bonilla Day, Day might be one of the greatest so things good. still happening in sports. It's it's one of my favorite days of the year. Every July first, Bobby Bonilla, who is sixty years old yep. and hasn't played in baseball since two thousand and one, gets paid one point one nine million dollars every year for another. 12 years it's still like, going to happen. What an epic retirement plan. I don't think anybody has a better <laughs> retirement plan than Bobby. Did you know a couple of years ago, I think it was two exactly two years ago, I had his agent on Flippin' Bass, oh, and we right. talked all about it. It was great. Uh, your weekend, Alex. I actually, I feel like I had a Ben Verlander weekend, and it was golf? glorious. Did you golf? I did. <laughs> I golfed for the first time in over a year, and I've been golfing since I was five years old, and I hadn't been in a long time. I was like, well, didn't take any practice swings. Went right up to the first tee, which was uh, over a pond. Made it. Wasn't bad. How how bad. would you rate your? I got a couple bogeys. I averaged like double bogeys. It, it wasn't bad. It was also like a nine hole golf course. It was great. And then I just like hung out with my puppies, watched baseball and TV shows and hung out on my couch all weekend. It was glorious. I also glorious. golfed this weekend. I told you I had a Ben Verlander weekend. Yeah. And then it was, it was a uh, Bobby Bonilla day, which is great. Also, we'll talk about this a lot in a little bit, but Araldis Chapman was traded and the first hit he gave up as a member of the Texas Rangers was to Jose Altuve. Hey. A lot of history there because of course it was Jose Altuve. Um, but Big weekend, big week, Alex. We are getting ready on Saturday. We Saturday. leave for the All-Star Game in Seattle. Alex and I and the whole Flippin' Bats crew, we're going to have quite the week up there. I'm so excited. We're, we're going to have so much fun because we're doing a show Sunday. This is why we're going up Saturday. We're going to see all the sights and sounds. We're going to – because draft is also – on Sunday, mm -hmm. we're going to just go to some cool spots around Seattle. We're doing shows at the Home Run Derby, at the All-Star Game. We need dinner recs. We Ooh. need dinner recommendations for Seattle. That's if what If you we have need. good dinner recommendations, <laughs> at Alex underscore Curry, we love good seafood. Fresh seafood in we, Seattle. We love a good plug of the handles as well. <laughs> so, at Alex underscore Curry there. Um, I'm excited, and we're going to talk a lot about All-Star Game today. We are. So let's just jump right into it because we always have overreaction Monday, right? Mm -hmm. And I usually give you a statement, and you tell me if it's an overreaction or not. We're going we're gonna to kind of mix it up a little bit, and we're just going to overreact to some of the All-Star news, Okay. There was a lot. There was a lot. So let's get started with the American League All-Star roster reaction. Overreact to that, Ben. Let's so go. the starters officially announced, and then on Sunday, so last evening, it was when all the names were announced, the reserves, the pitchers. So I won't get into all of the reserves, but I'll get into all of the starters. So the official starting lineup for the AL, Jonah Heim, Yandy Diaz, Marcus Simeon, Josh Young, Corey Seager, Randy Arozarena, Mike Trout, and Aaron Judge, who is going to be replaced by somebody. Mm -hmm. the, the pitchers on the team, Shohei Otani, Garrett Cole, Luis Castillo, Sonny Gray, Nathan Eovaldi, Kevin Gaussman, Shane McClanahan, Framber, uh, Framber Valdez, and Michael Lorenzen. 
Uh, relievers, Kenley Jansen, Emmanuel Classe, Felix Bautista, and Yanir Cano. Okay. So I have some – here's what we're going to do. Okay. There's a – I love talking snubs. I have some surprises and some snubs. So first off, when I – that American League – the roster is being announced. The surprise to me that I hear – and I don't want this to come off as like a – I'm very happy for this player, and I don't want it to sound like I'm I'm not happy for him. But every team, as you know, needs a representative. There Mm -hmm. has to be one representative from every team. Now, the Detroit Tigers representative is Michael Lorenzen. And I would say on the American League side, this is my surprise because you look at the Tigers and, you know, it sucks, but there's not a ton of all-stars on the team. So what I think should have happened, Michael Lorenzen has – a mid four, like almost a five ERA. Not great. Miguel Cabrera oh. should have been the all-star. He should have been. Well, I mean, what are we, what are we doing? Yeah, that, that's a good call. And I know they didn't do the the legacy or whatever they called it last, last year, year. But why not? Do it this year. Yeah. Or at least do it for Miggy and just say the it's Tigers. Last rep- season. If you were to come out and say the Tigers representative this year is Miguel Cabrera, nobody would be like, ah, how No, dare you? that's perfect. Right. Oh, that's a good point. Uh, so that was a big surprise for me on the American League side, but not a ton with the starting lineup. I think, I think both starting lineups are, are pretty good here. So um, snubs. Is there a snubs. big snubs? Oh, there are snubs. snubs, Alex. I am so glad you asked. Snubs. Yeah. Wander Franco. Ooh. Wander what? Franco is third in all of baseball in WAR, behind Shohei Otani and Ronald Acuna Jr. The two MVP award winners. Yeah. The guy right behind both of them isn't an all-star on a team that's been the best team in baseball all year long? That's weird. That that doesn't make any sense. I also think Masataka Yoshida should have mm-hmm. been an all-star. Okay. Batting over 300 after a slow start really turned it on. Alex Verdugo, I think, a bit of a snub there. And lastly, for the American League side, I would have liked to see Mauricio Dubon of the Astros, like the super utility guy, been a great fill-in for them. He's been fantastic, but unfortunately, with the way everything's set up, if you're like a utility guy that can get plugged in anywhere, you're probably not going to make the All-Star game because where yeah. are you getting voted in at? And yeah, it's the where's way your it's solid set up. position? He's been, he's been the reason the Astros have kind of treaded water throughout the Altuve being down most yeah. of the year. and So I would have liked to see that, but for me – uh, the the big one in the American League is is wonderful. Yeah, that's huge. That's that's actually ridiculous. Now that you're saying it, that was a, that was a miss. That. And maybe I I don't know. As we speak, as you know, we record on Sunday nights. As we speak, the replacement for Judge hasn't been announced, mm-hmm. and there's going to be a Jordan replacement. I I think Wander Franco is probably going to eventually get in. He but should. as of right now, that's the biggest snub. Like, that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Also, sorry, I'm going to think of a million names as go. I go. Carlos Estevez, Angels, 20 mm-hmm. for 20 on save opportunities this year. Snub. Yeah. But congrats to all those guys. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, let's move to the National League. Yes. And starting with the all-star roster. Let's read it. Hear your reactions. Starting lineup for the NL, Sean Murphy behind the plate, Freddie Freeman at first base, Luis Arise at second base, Nolan Arenado at third, Orlando Arcia at shortstop, Corbin Carroll, Ronald Acuna Jr., and Mookie Betts are the outfield, and J.D. Martinez is the designated hitter there. Pitching-wise, pitchers, there's a ton of first-time All-Stars. The majority of these pitchers are first-time All-Stars. Zach Gallen, Spencer Strider, Bryce Elder, Justin Steele, Mitch Keller, and Josiah Gray, all first-timers. Clayton Kershaw and Marcus Stroman, also named to the All-Star team. Relievers, Alexis Diaz, Josh Hader, Devin Williams, and Camilo Doval. Surprise for me here. Yeah, who's the biggest NL surprise? This is more. This is a, a positive thing. Okay. But Bryce Elder being named to his first All-Star game, he was the opening day starter for Gwinnett in the minor leagues, and he's now a major league All-Star and has been one of the best pitchers in baseball all year long. That is that's awesome. I'm so pumped up for him. Just looking through this team, um, starting lineup looks great. There are some people that are – it's a surprise that they're not on the roster, mm-hmm. but that, as you know, yeah. okay. leads us to snubs. So let's get into who are the biggest 
National League snubs. Evan Phillips, Dodgers. Real, I, I don't even know where to begin. Evan Phillips is a huge snub on the National League side of things. David Bednar, reliever for the Pirates, also a snub. I think Brandon Nemo, there's a really good argument for him being an all-star. Let me just state, when we're talking snubs, you could easily go, okay, if you want him to be an all-star, who are you going to take off the list? Yeah. I don't, I'm not doing all that. I'm just, I think... These are just names I think should have been an all-star this year. And I don't want to go through and pick who would need to be off yeah. the team. I ain't going to do that. Um, what other? National League. That's, oh, I have a couple. Okay. People aren't going to like these. I'm curious because I have one too. Fernando Tatis. Yep, that's who I have down. Ridiculous. But I, I look. He didn't get voted in by the fans. I understand yep. phones, fans not voting. He didn't get in from the player vote which is the last way to get in. I get it. I think it's I I think we missed up. I think we messed up. Mm -hmm. I think he's an all-star. Yeah. I I've said this a million times. I don't agree with what Fernando Tatis Jr. did. Yeah. I was one of the first people to call him out publicly and say he's being immature. He needs to grow up and his career will hopefully take off. I'm also not in a position to further punish Fernando Tatis oh, for the punishment time. that he was given. And based off of his numbers, after missing a month of the season, he's an all-star. Oh, yeah. He's a star. And that's what this game is about. And in a new position in the outfield that he's absolutely dominating. Yeah. So, Fernando Tatis, was that your was that your one? That was my snub, yeah. Uh, and here's one that I don't think a lot of people will like. Okay. And I don't mean he should be on the all-star team. Yeah. Ellie De La Cruz. Mm. He's played in like two, three weeks of games. So I'm not saying that he should take somebody's spot on the All-Star game. But I think Ellie De La Cruz should be there. I think he should be in the home run derby. I think baseball should do something because, one, I feel like we were robbed of getting Ellie De La Cruz in the All-Star game because he came up so late. But you can't tell me the guy's not an All-Star. He comes up, the team goes on a 12-game winning streak. He hits for a cycle, the first cycle in Reds history since Eric Davis. I just think I think he should be there. I think he's a star in the game. I think he's exciting. I think he's the future and I think he's done enough to 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 get something there. Whether it be the home run derby or or what. Just make up something. Allow him allow him to be at All-Star weekend. Honor him in in some way. And then other I do believe these guys are I think Matt McLean should have been there. Mm. I think Spencer Steer should have been there. So Rookies. Rookies, rookies are in, rookies have rookies to go yeah. above and beyond to get in. They I mean, do. so a lot of snubs. Um, another surprise, by the way, yeah. forgot to mention this. Justin Steele, Steele, uh, it absolutely should be an All Star, but first homegrown Cubs starter to be named to the All Star game since Jeff Samarja. Good lord. Yeah. Good for Justin Steele, uh, but. Just a lot going on. This all happened Sunday. All the names finally came out. I was deep in the depths of who got snubbed, who's fine, who who I'm excited about. It's okay. been quite the day. Okay, then I got one more question for you, okay? Okay. Because uh, we don't know yet, but who do you think is going to start for each team? Oh, this is a great question. Now, I think when you talk National League, one, I think it's important to remember – that this is a, a game for entertainment. Yes. And the biggest stars want to shine the brightest. I think Clayton Kershaw should start for the National League. Love that. And I think in the American League, because Shane McClanahan is on the IL, yep. not, be, not able to pitch, as well as Robert Valdez, mm -hmm. also not able to pitch, I think you're left with Otani and Garrett Cole. Mm-hmm. How do you, if you're baseball, how do you not just beg for a Shohei Otani versus Clayton Kershaw starting pitching yeah. matchup in the All-Star game? We need that. It would be beautiful. We need it. And the American League manager is going to be Dusty Baker, and we have heard him say some incredible things about Shohei. Yep. And he gets to pick the starter. Ooh. So I am hopeful Okay, that actually that makes it feel a little better. I think he's going to pick Shohei. I think it's a realistic possibility. It 
we get Shohei Otani versus Clayton Kershaw in Seattle to start the All-Star game with Shohei also DHing, probably going to lead off again just uh-huh. to get the Shohei versus Kershaw on the mound and then Shohei versus Kershaw at the plate. Because why not? The Major League Baseball All-Star game is by far the best. All- it's just I'm so excited for it. It's so it's, fun. It's great. And we'll be there. We will be there. We will be there. Oh, that's great. We got, we got so much more All-Star talk throughout the week. But let's get back to our overreaction Monday. Stick in on the pitching side of things. Our next overreaction. Justin Verlander is back to Cy Young form. Hmm. Let me think about this. Obviously, this year started with him not pitching about a month of the year and then was really up and down. But even over his last four starts, Alex, Mm -hmm. 25 innings pitched, only five earned runs, a 1.80 ERA in the last four starts. So he has figured it out. Yeah. But I'm not ready to say he's back to Cy Young form. I would say his last start was. His last start, he was great. That's fair. But you also have to take into consideration that he didn't get a spring training. So oh, absolutely. he missed the first month of the season. Then he's coming back and he's just kind of going through his spring training in the big league. Yeah. So you got to give a guy what, what what do pitchers get? Like six, six, seven weeks down at spring training to get warmed up, yeah. to start being in games to the start of the season. So this seems right on track to where he would have been if he was healthy at the start of spring training yeah. to start the season like this. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I a hundred percent wholeheartedly agree. I just, I've nobody's watched Justin pitch more than I have, and more intensely. Besides, maybe my parents because they had the advantage of birthing him, and I wasn't alive yet, so they <laughs> probably watched him a little more than I have. But other than that, it's like so I, I can tell when he's on, I can tell when he's off. So is he back to Cy Young form? I think his few starts before the last one, we started seeing him get better and better and better. Uh, that start against the Yankees, he threw well. But then his most recent start against the uh, the the most recent start before this last one, mm-hmm. we saw him go five scoreless innings, but it just didn't look right to me yet. So, but this one yeah. on Saturday did against the Giants: seven innings pitched, zero earned runs, had his command, was throwing ninety-seven in the last inning. That's what I was. That's what I feel like had been missing with Justin was the command. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, his last four starts, he's been pitching to a 1.80 RA, but I just didn't feel like he was locked in and back to his Cy Young form yet against the Giants. I feel like he is. So, okay. am I re- am I ready to say he's back to form? I want to see this. I want to. I'm excited for his next few starts. I think the last start was that turning point of it clicking. Okay. I think he's gotten closer and closer and closer, and I think that Giants start, he was back dominant throwing 97 on the mound so uh my answer is let's talk after his net if he has two in a row like this one we'll revisit this in a couple weeks yeah but yeah. i i think i think he's That's back fair. yeah I think he's definitely i think he's back definitely. and i will also say i know he's back because my my mentions are no longer full of your brother sucks <laughs> you suck <laughs> too ben. your brother makes yeah, so yeah, much yeah. money to yeah. suck that's up so good. clearly he's pitching better that's a good better. sign <laughs> that is a great sign yeah On to our next overreaction. The Rangers have what it takes to win the World Series after trading for Chapman. This is the big move. It it has already fallen. The domino of Aroldis Chapman has fallen, and this is something that a couple different times we've talked about. One, when I had Ken Rosenthal on and talked about the trade deadline, he said one piece that is going to move is Aroldis Chapman. It's not if, it's when. Mm -hmm. And then I've spoken a lot about how, specifically with the Rangers, you know what your hole is. Mm -hmm. You know what the problem with your roster is. It's the bullpen. Why wait? Well, that's what uh, Ken Rosenthal also mentioned in your conversation with them. The Rangers need to be so aggressive yeah. at the trade deadline to get arms in the bullpen. Yeah, and they did that. They went out and got Aroldis Chapman. He made his debut on Sunday, a good a good inning for him, punched out a couple guys. So the overreaction, do they have what it takes to win the World Series? I'm going to say – 
This is going to be tricky. Yeah. I want to say yes, but I, I believe this is the first step. Like, okay. There's still missing pieces, basically. I'm going to say yes. The answer to my question or to your question or your overreaction. They have what it takes. Because you overreact. So yeah. cool. The answer is I'm, I'm going to say yes. And the reason being they're starting – let's just look at the – a rotation, a bullpen, and their offense. Their rotation through Sunday is the best ERA in baseball for a starting rotation. Also, like, losing their ace. While losing one of the best, if not the best pitcher when pitching in baseball, and Jacob deGrom. Their offense, the best in baseball this year. Their, their bullpen, seventh worst in baseball. Yeah. So the gl the clear glaring issue is the bullpen. And they went out and addressed it with a really good arm that can get you. They have Will Smith, who's been pitching really well in the ninth as the closer. you got to bridge that gap. So you address the bullpen. Now they're a complete team. I would still like to see them add a bullpen arm okay. and even a back end of the rotation arm. But I think this team has the makings of a World Series team. So I guess this question technically is right now, do they have exactly what it takes to win the World Series? I would say no to that. But are they a World Series team with what they've done and what I clear, they will do more. They're on the right track. Yeah. They are headed towards being Yeah, so I guess World technically I, I'm changing now. my answer. You did. But like, you know, I want to agree. Yeah, it's okay, it's fair. I like the move. It's a great move. It is. A good it's what they move. needed exactly to do. It's exactly what they needed. I've been yelling at them to get it for anybody that needs to make a move. Just get it. You don't need to wait until August 1st to do nope. it. You know, like it, your situation is not going to change. You're leading the AOS right now. Nobody believed that would happen in, at the beginning of I July. Didn't. What? I didn't believe that was Oh, I thought happen. you said I did. I was like, no, Whoa. I said I didn't. Yeah. No I don't way. think anybody did. I don't think the Rangers probably thought at the beginning of July yeah. we'd be leading the AOS. Go address your issue and go from there. So they did that, and he threw well in his first start. Besides giving up a hit to Altuve, who is his mm -hmm. his papa, yeah, he owns it. <laughs> one of the one of the greatest memories of my life. Jose Altuve, Alfaraldis Chapman, send the Astros to the World Series. Great times, great times. Uh -huh. Move on. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next overreaction. Okay. <laughs> Shohei Otani had the best June. Of all time. Let's let's dive in. Okay. Let's dive in. Because this is a bold conversation. So I needed to come with some research. Yep. And come with some research I did. Let's listen to some of these names that are up there for I'm not you know what? I'm changing the question. The best month of all time. Shohei Otani had the best month of all time. Let's talk about it. Okay. Sammy Sosa in June of nineteen ninety eight hit twenty homers in the month. He's the only player to hit 20 homers in a month, and he hit 298 that month. Lou Gehrig in 1930, we remember it well. We were watching it. We were watching it on this set. 1930, he hit 495 with a 1500 OPS and 10 homers. He's the only player in Major League Baseball history to have 50 plus hits and an OPS of 1.4 or higher in the month of June. Babe Ruth in July of 24, 1924. Only player ever with 55 hits in the month. He hit 450 with 14 homers. Another one that rivals would be Joe DiMaggio in 1937. Only player in MLB history to have 15-plus homers and an OPS of 1.4 or higher in July. He hit 430 with 15 homers. Those are some of – those are the greatest months of all time. So where does Shohei Otani rank in that sense? Well, offensively, 394. An OPS of 1.444 and 15 home runs, which is an Angels franchise record for a month. He is the first player in MLB history to have at least 25 extra base hits, 20 walks, and 15 home runs in a single month. And his OPS of 1.444 is the highest by any player in June since Lou Gehrig in 1936. So offensively, these are one and the same. Like you could pick one, you know, like mm -hmm. I can't tell you 
Lou Gehrig's month was better than Babe Ruth's in 1924. I can't tell you Babe Ruth's was better than Joe DiMaggio in 1937. I can't tell you Joe DiMaggio's was better than Shohei Otani's June in 2023. But you add in the fact that he's also a dominant pitcher and had 37 strikeouts in 30 innings in the month of June to the tune of a 3.2 ERA. You add in that fact, and what you have is the single greatest month in the history of Major League Baseball. Not an overreaction. Not an overreaction. I agree. All right, moving on to our final overreaction. Alec Manoa won't pitch in the bigs again this season. I must say, Alex, I am mad Mm -hmm. at myself for... You know, our Thursday or Friday segment, things that make you go, hmm. Mm -hmm. I can't believe that I forgot last week to mention his start in rookie ball. Alec Manoa, as we mentioned, got sent down to rookie ball, to the Florida Complex League from the big leagues to just try and figure things out. His pitching, his mentality, just to kind of figure it all out. So he goes down to face... 18-year-olds in the Florida Complex League, and his line, his one and only start there, was two and two-thirds innings pitched, 10 hits, 11 earned runs, two walks, three strikeouts, two home runs for an ERA of 37.13 in rookie ball. That's... That was his start. I mean, those. those I don't know if I've seen a harder fall from Grace. I don't know if I've seen. I've never seen a line like that because they clearly left him out there to try and figure it out, and he never did. Gave up two homers, eleven earned runs, eleven. Yikes! I mean, just a a nightmare. But what did that earn him? It earned him a call up to (laughs) Double A. And on (laughs) Sunday evening, he got his first Double A start. Okay. Progress. Big, big progress. Five innings pitched, three hits, one earned run, 10 strikeouts on the mound. So that is considerably better than obvious. This goes without saying. Considerably better. And I I don't think, like, I don't know. Maybe Yankees fans are out there rooting against him because of all the shit talk he had. Two Yankees fans. They they are. I've seen. They're not. But I I don't think... Most baseball fans enjoy watching him struggle as much as he has been. It's just he we've we talk all about the All-Star game. He was one of the coolest moments of the All-Star game last year when John Smoltz was in his ear on the mound and they were talking about what to throw and he was striking guys out. He was great. The fall from grace in a year's time. I'm so curious what happened. Ment- right? it, mental. Yeah, I know. Absolutely mental. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But something's got to trigger that, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think the I think the poor performance over an extended period of time it just gets just worse gets and worse and worse and worse in your head. That's such a bummer. So look, what was the question was will we see him in the the overreaction was we won't see him in the big leagues again this year. I'm gonna say that's an overreaction. I think we do. Okay. I would have said that before his start in Double A. I feel even better about that now. If the Blue Jays want to have any success this year. Not any success, but like be as good as I think mm-hmm. a lot of people thought they could be. You need Alec Manoa. You do, and, and you I don't need him back to his the great Alec Manoa that we've seen, the All Star Alec Manoa that we've seen in years past. I think I don't think we're far off from seeing him after the All Star break. Okay. I think he probably gets another start because of this one. I think he probably goes up to Triple A. Mm-hmm. Maybe gets one more start before the Major League oh, All Star so game. He's coming back soon. I think he comes back soon. Okay. I mean, it's not an injury thing we're dealing so. with. It's just if he can, if he starts pitching well again, yeah. which the the good sign for me is the ten strikeouts. In five, that days. means your stuff is there. Yeah. You know, like you can go down and a major league pitch, you can throw five innings with one earned and still get hit around a little bit. But giving up only three hits in that time and striking out ten guys, like yeah. to me, that says his stuff was there, and that's what has been missing. So I'm going to say it's an overreaction. I do think we see Alec Manoa back, but just one more I time. Hope so. Yeah. For the people that might have maybe had their volume down too low or missed it, two and two-thirds innings, 11 <laughs> earned runs in rookie ball. It's bad. It's bad. That was – He had a bounce back. I've never – He had I've a never. bounce back last night. 
That wraps up our overreaction Monday. Let's take a break and then get to team of the month. All right, welcome back. Let's get to team of the month. So we're going to go through and get the best players at each position for the month of June. The entire month of June. The first episode, first Monday episodes of the month are always fun because it's just like a much bigger picture. Yeah. This just feels more substantial. And now we're in our new studio on the it new set. Great. We got the beautiful board behind us. So this is not team of the week. This is team of the month, position by position, picking the best at each spot for the entire month of June. Let's start at catcher with Houston Astros catcher Yanir Diaz. 310, five homers, 12 RBIs, and eight doubles on the month, which is, I just love this because I don't think anybody really saw this coming. No. The Astros catcher was and, and still is. Martin Maldonado, but having this guy come up and be, it just adds so much depth to a team. It gives it's you huge. so much more capability to start Maldonado and then mm -hmm. take him out and believe in him to yeah. come in. And so he had a fantastic month, the best month of any catcher in the game of baseball. That's epic. Yeah. All right. Moving up to first base, Matt Olson. This one was tough for me. This one was tricky. But I ended up going with Matt Olson because of his 11 home runs in the month of June. 11 homers in the month and ended up with 25 RBIs, an OPS of 993, and a all-star nod. He will be heading to Seattle as well for the all-star game. But Matt Olson this year has been so streaky. And, and like he'll he started off really well and then he was go through this really bad stretch, but it, it appears he is locked in for an entire month. So I went with Matt Olson and his 11 home runs in the month. He's my first baseman. Moving on to second base. The man on a mission for 400 batting average a season. Luisa Rise. When you're on a mission for 400, you need to have a lot of months hitting over 400. And in the month of June, also the month that Luisa Rise came on flipping bats, he hit 406 with two homers. Yeah, he's not a big power. The guy hit two guy. homers in yeah. the month. Give him some credit here. 19 RBIs, only seven strikeouts in the entire month. I had some nights in minor league baseball where I'd strike out seven times in a game. <laughs> not really. That never That's happened. Good. I just like to make fun of myself because it helps heal. It helps heal the pain. <laughs> uh, what? 406, Luis Arise. <laughs> Great month for him. He is my second baseman. And at third base, Jose Ramirez. Yeah, 330. I'm really happy about this. He turned around. He was having a struggling start to the year. Just not one we've become accustomed to for Jose Ramirez. 337 home runs, 23 RBIs, and an OPS north of 1,000 on the month. So uh, he is my third baseman. Moving on to shortstop, Corey Seager. <sighs> Corey Seager, 368 Five homers, 25 RBIs, and an OPS just south of 1,100. Also with the all-star game nod there. I, look, this Rangers offense has been the best offense in baseball, and they've done a lot of it this year without having Corey Seager. And I know he's been hurt for a lot of the year, but you want to look at somebody's numbers on the entire year and look at some impressive numbers, go look at Corey Seager. He is having quite the year. He's just, in terms of being the most valuable player, he's in a tough spot because he's in the American League. But yep. if, it, if it weren't for Shohei Otani, we'd be talking about a Corey Seager MVP-type season. He's my shortstop. All right, moving to the outfield. Now, remember, this is not necessarily by position, just the top three outfielders in any order. First one you got, Nick Castellanos. All-star Nick Castellanos had a good month as well. 351, five home runs, 21 RBIs, and a much a much deserved all-star game appearance. And and Nick's been Nick just hits. I was teammates with Nick in the Tigers organization. Uh, I believe he came down and played on the team that I that he was rehabbing at the time and then in spring training. He's just always hit. And last year was a bit of a step back for him with a new team, with the Phillies. He just never like it was a struggle of a year for him. So this year to have the year he is to have an all-star year has mm -hmm. been exciting to see. So he is my first of three outfielders. Your second, Michael Harris, the second. Michael Harris, the second 
in the month of June raised his batting average over 60 points. That's incredible. And how do you do that? You do it by hitting 372 with five homers, 14 RBIs, and an OPS over 1,000 while hitting out of the nine spot for the Atlanta Braves. He hits ninth in that lineup. That's crazy. And he's one of my one of the three best outfielders in the game of baseball this month and one of quite a few Braves at the or on the team of the month and foreshadowing there's about to be another one. Yes, there is. And he's also currently the National League MVP favorite right now at this point, Ronald Acuña Jr. Ronald Acuña Jr. stepped up his pace for a 40-70 season. Just he hit a power surge late in the month. 356, nine homers on the month, an OPS over 1,100, and 14 stolen bases in the month. Add on top of all of that, seven doubles. He had some really good defensive plays. I think he took a step up defensively as well, which, you know, like we love offense. Mm -hmm. Defense ain't getting you on the team of the month. It's offense. And he had all of that. So he's on pace for right now at least a 30-70 season, 30 homers, 70 stolen bases, right close to on pace for a 40-70 season. So also the leading vote getter in all of baseball for the All-Star game, beat out Shohei Otani in the American League. He was the leading vote getter in the National League. And will be a starter out there for them, which is in his this is his first healthy full yeah. season back from right. the brutal injury he had right before the all-star game in 2021. So this is the Ronald Acuna we were seeing before the injury, and now he's just come back and been even better. So I'm I'm happy about this. Yeah, I think everyone's happy about it. I mean, he, he was a leading boat getter. Everyone wanted this yeah. to happen. Okay, let's move on to the designated hitter, which is a man who had the best month in the history of baseball. Shohei Otani. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously on this team. 394, 15 homers, 29 RBIs, a 1444 OPS, which is the highest in a month since Lou Gehrig. I mean, Lou Gehrig, you heard of him? Yeah, you have. Unbelievable. I, I talked about him a ton at the time. It's the greatest month in the history of baseball when you add in his pitching, but offensively, it rivals one of the greatest months we have ever seen in the history of baseball offensively. He is my DH. Moving to starting pitcher, someone that we got to sit down with when we were in San Diego, Blake Snell. Just dominated. Back to Blake's, Blake Snell was a Cy Young Award winner. Mm-hmm. And it it appears he's gotten back to that. Three and one. He gave up three earned runs in the month of June. Three earned runs in the entire month. 53 strikeouts, 31 innings pitched, and an opponent batting average of just one twenty. Four. We talked to him. We talked to him on the field in San Diego. We had an episode of the exclusive interview with Blake Snell come out and really dove into the reasoning why everything has turned around. And that reasoning, <laughs> golf. <Yeah. laughs> not thinking about it. Not golf. overthinking it. Yeah. Just having fun. Just back to not yeah. overthinking it and playing a lot of golf and MLB The Show is the reason that Blake Snell is my starting pitcher on Team of the Month. All right, and wrapping things up with the closing pitcher, Felix Batista. Seven saves on the month, 22 strikeouts, and just 10 and two-thirds innings pitched. Add on top of that, zero walks. Yep. And only six hits in the entire month. So there were some players with more saves. Jordan Romano on the month had 12 saves, but he just wasn't as dominant as Felix Batista, who is striking out guys at a clip of, you know, 18 per nine, mm-hmm. which is just nuts. He's also, I watched him pitch on, on Sunday as well. I know it doesn't count for the month, but guys out there touching 103. He's an all-star. Mm-hmm. And shout out him and Yanir Cano for being named all-stars. Two relievers on the same team being named an all-star for the Orioles. They've been fantastic, but Yanir Cano never got that closing spot, and it's because of how dominant Felix Bautista was and has been all year long. But he is my closer on team of the month because I think he was just by far the most dominant. Yeah. All right. So that wraps up the team of the month. So that means it's time for player of the month. And this is a no brainer, no brainer who you got. Yeah. My player of the month is Shohei Otani because he had the greatest month in the history of baseball. Thank you for your time. Yeah. My player of the month month? is also Shohei Otani because he had the best June and month in major league baseball history.
All right. There you have it. Mic drop. <laughs> yep. All right. So that is team of the month and player of the month. Shohei Otani being both of our player of the month. And uh, yeah. Our player of the month. Yeah. Let's get to power rankings. Let's get to power rankings. New and improved and updated. I just want to start adding as many like adjectives or what before. New, improved, State updated, exciting, state of the art, <laughs> drama filled. Power rankings. <laughs> In the new studio. They're going to In the new studio. Rad. Let's start at number 10 in this week's power rankings. We have the Dodgers sticking where they were last week. They creeped back into the rankings. They're sticking at number 10 because they had a really good week until they lost the series to the Royals. Yeah, that so, was brutal. Weird. I, you know, they just stayed put. They, yeah. They're so frustrating. I don't understand. They're 46 and 37. At times they look like the best team in baseball, and at times they lose series, serieses, CRI, to the Royals. Yeah, brutal. CRI. Okay, number nine, down two spots, the Giants. Yeah, Giants lose the series to the New York Mets. They're forty-six and thirty-eight. Just had to bump them down a little bit. The Giants have been really good this year, but a little fallback this week. Number eight, also a little fallback, two spots, the Marlins. Yeah, I just had to bump the Marlins because of that series with the Braves. They were dominated, and I know the Braves are the best team in the game of baseball, at least right now. I don't want to spoil the power rankings at all because mm -hmm. we know who's been number one all year long, basically. Mm -hmm. But I just – it was frustrating watching that. Like, you, you know, when you're somebody that's been, like, Telling people believe in this team. They're the real deal. They are the real deal. They yes. have good pitching. They have they have a guy hitting 400. They have a guy with a lot of power. They play good defense. And for them to just go and lay an egg against the Atlanta yeah, Braves and look as as bad as they did in that series, I had to knock them down. The Braves are going to do that to a lot of teams. Mm -hmm. But just the la I just would have liked to see a more competitive series, like what I saw with the Reds yeah. last week when I actually bumped the Reds up because they lost the series to the Braves, mm -hmm. but every game of the series was a one-run game. They looked great. It came down to 90 feet. The tying run ended up on third base. I came away super impressed with the Reds. This one, I not so much with the Marlins, so I knocked them down two to number eight. Okay. Number seven. They were not ranked last week, the Houston Astros. Yeah, the Astros are 46 and 38 they have played well so far against the Rangers. Now, that series carries over into Monday, mm -hmm. four-game series. They've won three of four as we – well, they've won two of three as we currently speak against the division-leading Rangers. Mm -hmm. So they're cutting into that lead. They're getting healthy at the right time. They're only – they're close to getting Jordan and Brantley back. I would imagine with a week left – Jordan's injury wasn't bad, but Brantley, I, I would imagine we don't see Brantley until at minimum. I don't think they rush him back before the All-Star break. Yeah. But I think there's a chance we see him after. I think we see Jordan soon. This team just keeps getting healthier and healthier. Now they're playing the Rangers in a series who have been one of the best teams in baseball all year long. They're taking care of business there, on the road. I just, the Astros are back to playing better baseball, and they're back in the power rankings. They weren't ranked and haven't mm -hmm. been ranked for a couple of weeks, but I just I feel like now is the time. Okay. Number six, you mentioned them earlier. Up three spots, the Reds. Yeah, I just I I I love this team. I think no, I do. don't know what it was I tweeted over the weekend. I think I had like a beer or two in me and I think I just tweeted, I love the Reds. Nice. I I don't even know what it was about. But I do. I love the Reds. Yeah. Well since Ellie De La Cruz joined them, they've become one of the more exciting teams in baseball. You know, absolutely. But even before Ellie joined, they were becoming one of the most exciting teams in baseball with Matt McClain, Spencer Steer, Tyler Stevenson's been playing great this year. And then you bring up Ellie and it just, it felt like that was the final puzzle piece for a team mm -hmm. that was ready to take off. And I don't mean that in a sense of like, they're a complete puzzle because they're yeah. not. I mean, who are we? Nobody believes that they're like a complete, like, they have pitching issues. Mm -hmm. They have bullpen issues besides Alexis Diaz. They have rotation depth issues. But it just felt like it was the right time to call up Ellie. Literally the day before, I was yelling on about call up Ellie. And then it just felt like you had all this momentum with an exciting team being met by one of the most exciting players the game has seen. And you meshed that together and you get a 12-game winning streak. You get a team that's well over 500 now at 45 and 39 
and I know there's some better record teams behind them, but who who wants to play the Reds right now? No one. The Reds are rolling. They're mm-hmm. playing great. They're at number six on my power rankings. All right, moving into your top five, your other favorite team, the Diamondbacks, down one spot. How many favorite teams do you think is acceptable to have? <laughs> You're the one that gave me a hard time for having three favorite teams. Yeah, but you know. And you have Tigers, Astros, Mets, Diamondbacks, now Reds. Five? Did you say the Tigers? Yeah, they were the first ones I said. Diamondbacks. Tigers. Reds. Astros. I, I, yeah, that's fair. I, I don't know. And more to come. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned. We'll see if we can get to 15. We'll see if we can get to half the league by the end of the year. Um, Diamondbacks, 50 and 35. They're one of only a few teams in the game with 50 wins. The season they have been having so far is just, it's surprising. Yes. Surprising that it's this good. I, my hot take of the year for 2023 was that the Diamondbacks find a way to get into the playoffs, but right now they're leading the NLS. They've been great all year long. They have a lot of all-stars. You're looking at Corbin Carroll, Lourdes Gurriel Jr., um, Zach Gallen. This is just a fun, complete team. Just go add. Just add. This is a team. The Diamondbacks are a team that I would love to see go for it. The Reds are one that I, I think the Reds are quite a few pieces away. Are you like, saying at the trade deadline? At the trade deadline. Okay. Not go for it as in like you should really try and win. Yeah. Let's yeah, go, yeah. All of the yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But like really go for it. Because I do think they're close. I think they're a rotation arm away and like a bullpen arm or two. And I saw a rumor and I'm just going to spread it. I don't even, it, <laughs> I'm just going to spread it. I don't even know who it was from or what it's from, but I really liked the idea. Dylan Cease traded to the Diamondbacks. Mm. I don't know if the White Sox are going to do it, but man, that would be exciting. That would be It'd extremely be exciting. exciting. And the, the White Sox are, Big old struggle bus these days. So uh, the fighting Diamondbacks, 50 and 35, they're at number five. Well, at number four, they just filled a huge void and made a big trade. Up one spot, the Texas Rangers. Yeah, the Rangers, I, I mentioned it earlier, number one rotation ERA in all of baseball entering this week, the best offense in baseball entering this week, and the seventh worst bullpen. They went out and added Aroldis Chapman, who – if you haven't been following him closely this year with the Kansas City Royals, which you probably haven't been because I digress. Yep. Royals, not great. Not a great team. Uh, Chapman's having a, a bounce back resurgence type year. He's been throwing a, well over 100 again. He's had wipeout stuff again. So I don't really know what happened there with the end of his Yankees tenure. It was really, really weird. He wasn't throwing hard. He wasn't throwing strikes. And then he left the team during the playoffs. Yeah, that was just It weird. was just a mess. But going to Kansas City got him back to go. Maybe he just needed to get out of that spotlight of New York. And this is a good piece for this Rangers team. I really like that addition. And I, I've really this is one of the best teams in baseball all year long. They're 50 and 34 in here at number four. At number three, holding strong at number three, the Orioles. Yeah, holding strong. They've been here for a few weeks in a row now. They are 49 and 33. They're just really fun. And all of these teams right in this general area, Orioles, Rangers, D-backs, you know, it's kind of like mm-hmm. those teams kind of all feel similar to me in terms of how they're playing and how they've been playing this year and how they continue to play. But they just – They've been having a really good year. The crowd there is doing big things now. Like it just the vibe there in Baltimore has turned around. And the Orioles have been one of the best teams in baseball all year long. And as of right now, they are in second place in the AL East and are third in my power rankings. Now the top two. This is probably going to be the biggest shocker of the week. For the first time, the Rays have dropped one spot and are at number two on the power ranking. This one's going to be quick. Let's talk about the Rays here at number two being 57 and 30 and down to number two for the first time in this year's power rankings in like two, three months. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not because of really anything. They've just kind of treaded water and been fine. Let's move on to number one. For the first time in a very, very long time, we have a new team atop the power rankings. This week's number one is the Atlanta Braves at 56 and 27. 
They are the only team to win every single series in the month of June. They expanded their lead in the division from three and a half to nine games. They expanded their lead over the Mets from three and a half to 18 and a half games in the span of one month. They're currently on a pace. They've hit a homer in 20 straight games. They're just on an absolute tear. And I do regret, I really fought with myself and battled myself last week. Mm -hmm. I was so close to making the Braves number one last week. And I think I, I was kicking myself by Tuesday. I, I, I wish I had done it then, but it's time now. The Atlanta Braves are the best team in the game of baseball, and they absolutely, absolutely are more than deserving of the number one spot in this week's top 10 Major League Baseball power rankings. That's great, too, because you predicted at the beginning of the season that it's going to be the Braves in the World Series. I did. So have you the- need them. You need them to be here right now and now continue this in the second half of the season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, I, I feel better about that now than I did when I said it. I and I felt really good about them then. So, yeah, you're right. Thank you for bringing that up. You're welcome. That seems, wraps up our Monday Seems to show. be a good call so far. That does. It wraps up Monday, uh, 4th of July, tomorrow. We Woo! got an exciting 4th of July episode coming out tomorrow. Do you have any 4th of July plans you got going on tomorrow after our episode? No, just mellow. Hanging, hanging with the pets. You don't, Alex. Cur- Alex Curry does not do mellow. I don't believe. For I have long, an so. early. I have an early. Uh, I'm on the herd on Wednesday, so I have an early wake up the day after. So yes, hanging with the pups, making dinner at home, just chilling. But nobody would blame you if you go on the herd just extremely hungover. <laughs> I would never. I would never. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Uh, what a Monday episode. I mean, all the All Star stuff that's come out. Uh, the We've started to get trades. We're a month out from the trade deadline, and we're already getting a big domino falling. So maybe that will be the start of, of what's to come. But just a lot to talk about today. Thank you all for listening. Enjoy your 4th of July, which is tomorrow, and enjoy it by listening Listen to, to Flipping Back. Come hang out. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you subscribe, like, follow, rate, subscribe, whatever you want to do on any podcast platform, Apple, Spotify, wherever. We're also on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. You can watch everything on YouTube at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. But for this Monday episode of Flippin' Bats, thank you all for listening. And until tomorrow, my friends, peace.